0: you know we we I, I don't know whether the United Nations is useless or Amnesty International is useless or maybe it's um, America that's useless let me I finally found it so
1: I can pin it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, the whole trick with humanity is, is once you discover the problems, how do you implement the solution to those problems?
0: Right, but, you know, we haven't even... I mean, we are a failed democracy, and, you know, we need to do something about that. <laughs> I mean, a failing democracy... Does anyone have the latest news on what happened with um, with what's his name? Kevin McCarthy.
2: He lost another vote, right? Hi. Again. Oh, happy so new-
0: he's been Hi. happy New Year. So what vote? What vote are they on now?
2: Seven. Going to be. anything?
0: I, yeah. I don't understand why they don't just give up. Yeah. Who it's keeps fine. getting who keeps getting the most votes?
2: Um, McCarthy is it is, oh. is, is
0: it is it still Keith Jeffries? But that's Democratic side. Right? Jeffries. That would be Democratic yeah.
2: side. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But but he can do it. I mean, he can still be the speaker.
1: Okay. Yeah, he gets he gets more votes total than the Republican side, which has the majority.
0: So why don't they just let him be?
1: Well, you know, if they used the same logic they used for presidential elections, you shouldn't have to win, uh, you know, the popular vote. But
2: uh, well, I I I don't know.
0: know, Okay, so I got the room shared out on on Clubhouse. I've got it. I've got the link pinned to the top. So now I'm ready to start the room. I should, I should have kept it close. Okay. So the, there, are, there are a number of troubling human rights and freedoms that are set out in the UN Declaration of Human Rights. One of them is the right to freedom of expression. And we've got that, we don't have that determined at all. We don't, we don't have any, um, any real definition of what freedom of expression means, which is why somebody like Elon Musk can take Twitter and jack it around in 15 different directions, you know, removing and replacing people's freedom of expression. And then we have also another right that's listed in here, and that is the right to seek a t- asylum. And we're not doing anything about that. And social security, health, and adequate housing. I don't know about you, but I've got people sleeping in the streets in my community.
2: Yeah, that's gonna be a big problem, to- right? Do you
0: think this room is shadow banned because I've said human rights? No. That's that's a good question. As
2: soon as he said that, people popped in.
0: uh, At least least David came in. I mean, it's really bizarre. I've never had so few people um, uh, on an important subject. And so maybe maybe that's another issue. Maybe the thing we ought to discuss is whether anyone is even interested in human rights, you know, it's like it's like people don't seem to even want to know what all the oh look at this here's another one. Everyone has the right to rest and leisure. What do you, I'm, I think, let just read these out so that you can see. Okay, yeah, please do. Okay, Article 1, all human beings are born free and equal. Okay, so we give a lot of lip service to that, but I just came out of Greg's dog walk room, and in Greg's dog walk room, they were having a discussion about equal justice, um, and and it was a bunch of lawyers, and one lawyer was fighting about whether you um, you had to accept clients that you didn't want and whether there were, they were um, disparities in justice, whether you were black or white. Okay, so that's art, Article One all human beings are born free and equal. Article Two everyone is equal regardless of race, color, sex, language, religion, politics, or where they were born. Okay, that's sort of a subset everyone has the right to life and to live in freedom and safety this is this is going to be in competition with some women's rights that people you know would be trying to promote and then everyone has the right to be free from slavery and we know we still have a form of slavery in the in the United States because we have prison labor. And I know that because my foster son is in prison and he works.
3: If you're black,
0: the kind of justice that you get is very different from if you're white. And also, if you have a lawyer, rather, you know, rather than a public defender, you get a better, a more equal shot at justice. Okay, then comes... Everyone has the right to seek justice if their rights are violated. Everyone has the right to freedom from arbitrary arrest, detention, and exile. Let's put this into context. I just read an article in the Phoenix paper that the police department here has been forced to have a very an internal investigation because they detained a Wall Street Journal reporter who was had gone to the bank and was doing his bank he was home for thanksgiving visiting family and he went to the bank and they the police detained him and handcuffed him so why why well on the police's side it was in the incident report it said he refused to leave the bank, but he said and he was doing a you know man in the street story well, this is during the time when you know in Arizona we were having these election fights, so so I guess there is uh. There's Even if you're a Wall Street Journal reporter, and I'm going to guess that this dude was black. I'm just going to guess because I know how, you know, how police often think. But they detained him. Let me see if I can find that story. It stunned me. He had he had press credentials on him, I think. But the Wall Street Journal put up a stink. And because they did, um, the police department is going to have an internal review. But let's see. Well,
2: rats. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it right now. But, but is it also the problem that majority of the people in the in power they don't they don't push human rights because they, their human rights are never really affected, right?
0: Well, it's maybe. only those who
2: don't really have the power who uh, who first of all they don't even know they have rights. But the people who do know they have rights are- Well, that's
0: what I'm worried about him. And that is exactly what I'm worried about. Here it is. It's on YouTube. Um, Phoenix police.
1: Tonight, it's about a reporter
2: for the Wall Street Journal who was handcuffed and detained by Phoenix police for trying to interview customers outside a bank for a news story. Now, the bank apologized for what happened, but not Phoenix PD. They're sticking by their officer. It's yet another controversial case for a department that, like as we said, is under federal investigation. Okay, and that
0: answers my question. Outside of Chase Bank in North Phoenix. Yes, outside of Chase Bank in North Phoenix, which is good neighborhoods. Um, and the person, I don't want to take this. I think I'll put this link in the chat. Because I I don't want to take the human rights, the list of human rights. So I put the YouTube news article.
1: Yeah, you know, I think part of the human rights thing, you know, all the talk. What, Rick? You know, all the talk about Twitter and freedom of speech and the social media and the freedom of speech. Freedom of speech has nothing to do with social media. It it really doesn't. That's amplification of speech. I can't walk onto any TV station during their newscast and just start talking and broadcasting and amplifying my opinion that is not a right yes and i think nobody ever really they don't really talk about that when they talk about freedom of speech i'm being censored you're not being censored you you joined a free amp app that you signed a terms of service where the company that owns that app can let you in or not let you in or turn you off or turn you on or amplify you or not amplify you at their discretion. And well, we ahead. we all agreed to that when we joined any social media platform. And so that has nothing to do with freedom of speech, especially by the Constitution. Um, I can't walk into a church and just start screaming the devil and then complain that that I'm being censored.
0: Well, right. It just
1: doesn't work that way. And and I could be arrested for disturbing the peace. That wouldn't be really a uh, suppression of my speech. You know, I might claim that it is, but it wouldn't be. And I think that people have to come to the realization that these social media platforms are constantly trying new things to keep people involved and to get more shares, more viewers, more members, whatever. It has nothing to do at all with freedom of speech. And none of them, including Elon Musk, could give a damn about freedom of speech. It's all about making the money and that's that's just the honest truth
0: well and the truth is people haven't even read these these <laughs> these human rights even though they know you know they, even though they want to talk about them all the time they they're never none, none of them are enforced none of them have have any <laughs> any power of enforcement. I I think I got up to number 10 before I stopped. Everyone has, yes, everyone has the right to freedom from arbitrary arrest, detention, or exile. Well, that Wall Street Journal reporter was arbitrarily arrested and arbitrarily detained. And then everyone has the right to a fair trial. The police are still sticking to their article. Everyone, Article 11, everyone has the right to be presumed innocent until proven guilty. I never see that anymore. Never. Absolutely never. I see people, you know, I see people presuming guilt, like like the guy that, um, that allegedly stabbed the four college students in Idaho. Everybody is saying, you know, all his friends from childhood are already on television saying, oh my God, you know, I couldn't believe he would do it. He was such a nice guy, but, you know, maybe he didn't do it. He he hasn't had the child. And so he's not, he doesn't have the right to be presumed innocent. Same with Sam Bankman Freed. You know, we have leapt to the conclusion that that uh, Sam Bankman-Fried is the next made of, in, and, and he's got an ankle bracelet on, and every all his um, things have been, his possessions have been confiscated, and he is actually not even going to go on trial until October second. So he lives with the idea that he's guilty. And then everyone has the right to privacy and freedom from attacks on their reputation. Everyone has the right to freedom of movement and to be free to leave and return to their own country. Everyone has the right to seek asylum from persecution. Everyone has the right to a nationality hello shaking my waving my hand at palestine um everyone has the right to marry and have a family everyone has the right to own property
4: i'll hey, stop
2: here yeah an alt uh, on the call inside um by the way the, as you know uh karma club is actually multicast on different platforms so currently we're multicasting on call in as well as clubhouse and Alt, did you want to chime in there? Nope, uh, maybe it's a new user on the Well, phones. I, oh, I was
5: invited to speak. That's the only reason why, if you wanted me to speak, if you don't need me to speak, I don't really Oh no, please to. do, because I think you were
2: in the chat as well.
5: Well, one thing is that the presumption of innocence applies to governments and courts, not to people. So we can say, I, I think he's guilty as hell. Uh, it's, that's not a dep- deprivation of a human right. The human right is that the government and the uh, courts presume innocence.
0: Okay, that is a good point, Paul. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you: um, let me ask you whether, he, if the government and the courts have the right to, you know, are supposed to not think whether someone is guilty until they're proven guilty. Why do they take their passports and put an ankle bracelet on them and seize their property?
5: That's a good point. I can't answer that, but you know, if you are, if you are charged with a case and you're a flight risk, I guess it's fair enough.
0: Okay. Um, Everyone has the right to seek asylum from persecution. Everyone has the right to nationality. Every let's see where were we? Everyone has the right to own property.
5: I was I interested understand. in the. I was interested in the one you said about nationality, since my main focus is, is Ukraine right now, and, and what Russia is doing to Ukraine, and to me that's the preeminent issue of the, uh, the world really right now for me and uh, the way that like their entire identity is Russia is trying to destroy their entire identity that they even exist, you know?
0: Yes, that is a, that is a very good point. You know, I, it's very possible that we should read these out loud once a week, you know, you know what I'm saying? and And just call attention to the ones that in everyday life are being violated.
5: Good idea. Thank you very much for thanks. the opportunity to speak.
0: Oh, and thanks for adding that. That was great content.
6: Hi, Lou. How are you? Hi, Dr. Francine. Um, I am traveling, so maybe you cannot hear me that good? We hear Can you. you. Guys hear me? Oh, so okay, far, we hear you. Yeah. Talking talking about Ukraine, I just uh, heard, heard this morning that actually the first European country, Latvia, um decided to give all the frozen assets taken from russia those from from the russian oligarchs will go directly to ukraine to rebuild ukraine so all the money that has been seized from latvia and frozen will go to them so i think that will step will be the first step for the other european country to, to follow That is
4: awesome. Thank you.
6: That's wonderful news. Thank you, Lou.
4: Awesome.
0: That's amazing. Dr. Roshanak, what's on your mind? I know something.
7: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Um, And thank you for sharing that good news,
0: Lou. I don't know how legal
7: that might be, but it's great news. I hope it it
6: sticks. It's very legal uh, because, yeah, yeah, it's very legal because uh, they have to, I mean, that's that's, that's been decided to be frozen this asset from the oligarchs. So this money will be given and will be used in the proper way. And usually the United Nations, we decide this of the direct to a person. So in this case, it would be Putin. Uh, But can you guys hear me? I see a red, red line. Yeah. But in this case, it's about assets, so uh, the first step is set, the the rest is just to follow, and and Russia cannot do anything.
7: Well, that's the best news I've heard in a long time. Yeah, (laughs) me
0: too.
7: That's wonderful. Um, Yeah, so what's on my mind is, uh, like what's going on in Ukraine, a little bit different and uh, equally horrific, if not worse, is what's going on in Iran. Uh, I've been posting regularly, and I see Mahna's down there. Um, I've been posting regularly about what's been happening, um, where the Iranian government literally, uh, officially sanctions the um, rape and torture of young girls who are virgins before they execute them. Because, you know, if they're virgins, they'll go to heaven. So let's rape them, and then we'll be okay. So every day, you know, uh, you find that these uh, different forces are out there randomly shooting people, using uh, chemical warfare, um, blatantly uh, torturing. I mean, they've been awful for quite some time, but they are blatantly uh, torturing and um, multiple raping boys and girls, not men and women. I mean, that too, but boys and girls that were they went to school even and they said, you know, you have to sing the song that uh, supports the uh, the government and they say no. And then they t- beat them in the school. You know, there's so many awful things are happening um, where they will go and randomly choose areas and just start shooting. Um, children, uh, very, very young children have been caught in the crossfires and died. Um, they officially said we should do even worse to the protesters that we've gotten and there was a big argument speaking of human rights uh where we finally because the persian diaspora and and their supporters have not been letting go have just been continually keeping up the um the news of these egregious transgressions against any kind of basic human rights because every single one you named has been transgressed upon and blatantly and um And so finally it started to get out into a little bit of the news and a little bit of into, you know, celebrities and influencers. And then uh, CNN and ABC and NBC started, I'm sorry, CBS started writing um, ridiculous uh, articles that said, no, 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 there's no transgression of human rights. No, no, no. They never said they were going to murder the protesters and yet that's exactly what's been going on and the problem is when we talk about human rights again as was mentioned you know the ones who have it are really not paying attention you know unless you know there's something going on that's somehow on your radar and and connects to you emotionally uh, or you're you know you're an influencer you want to be socially you know supportive and correct or however you want to frame that and and then the the media doesn't actually support truly human rights. They are very much politically influenced and that politics runs deep and um, multivariate. So when we're talking about human rights, you know, who will be speaking to and protecting human rights? Where are we getting news of transgressions of human rights? Um, How long before we are fatigued and traumatized um, from a distance, which is a real thing, from hearing about the transgressions? Because by and large, much of the world is suffering from transgressions of human rights
0: and i guess i guess what we need is a stronger un maybe or a stronger um a stronger Kind well, kind of a joke to the yeah, whole world let's be honest it
2: is Unfortunately, if you look uh, at the Human Rights Council on the UN, too, right? Look at the member states on it. and
7: Literally, literally, the, human, the UN brought in the president of Iran. Sorry for interrupting. The president of Iran, just to make your point, the president of Iran, who's known as the butcher of Iran because he was responsible for somewhere around 30,000 deaths a, a couple of decades ago, and now is the president. And then he was brought in. There were protests outside the U.N., and he literally was brought in to be on the U.N. Rights, Human Rights Council. And then they were also on the Council for Women's Rights. It, it, it's complete insanity.
0: Well, I know the Iranians are protesting like crazy. Do, can they No, change? but I need mean, to have on your Council for Human Rights
7: people who are literally state-sanctioning the rape of children. Come on.
0: No, I'm not arguing for him. I'm arguing for a louder voice on behalf of human rights, and I'm just trying to think and and talk and moderate all at the same time to figure out, how do we do this? You know, Andrea Socorso and I were talking about maintaining democracy, and that is a very hard job even here in the United States, but You've just made me feel that we're not, you know, we're very far down the needs curve, you know, in terms of what what needs to be done. Because at least we have titular human rights.
2: I think we have to look at it in the context of what the global power... I mean, in terms of not using any like uh, hip, uh, sort of a conspiracy theory words, but I'm just thinking like you have to think of what the return is, right? So the, it's like the US, if you think about Afghanistan, withdrawal from Afghanistan, how much has that done to human rights for women? You went from women giving them so much freedoms and all of a sudden it's just clawed back massively. And uh, so I, I think even if you look around the world, like like so many things that are going on, if there's no financial reasons for a certain country to uh, advocate for that country, you don't see much action, unfortunately. So how do we like do this? Right now, Iran's in the focus because we know the geopolitical forces are in play. And uh, in a way, it's a good time to get change. I mean, from a I mean, if you think from a strategic standpoint, it's a great time to do that, right? While financial crisis going on, everything else, you could actually demand a lot of things to change. But unfortunately, I don't know, the powers that be uh, don't have the impetus. I mean, unless, like, if something happens in the U.S. financial-wise, I don't know how much backing they'll give to the Iranian people. That's what I'm scared about.
8: Well, I
7: mean, well uh, and people are still run. Run.
0: scared.
2: No, sorry.
7: anything.
2: Yeah, sorry, Dr. Hashemem. Uh,
7: it's a presidential run. No one's going to yeah. make any big moves.
2: Yeah. Well, Manaz, actually,
6: I, 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 I... Oh, sorry, Dr. Oh, you go ahead.
9: I will say it later. It's okay. Well, I
0: was gonna let Mahana speak because she has been had been
6: flashing her mic.
9: Thank you. I can go after Lou.
1: Okay.
6: Yeah, yeah I'm very I'm very quick. Well, it's it's about actually connecting what you just said and what the uh, I'm observed. Actually, I believe the geopolitical push it's uh, has increased because I heard something from the one of the thousands of speeches of. Kameini, okay, i don't know how to pronounce it—the the guy's name—and uh, besides the same rhetoric and blaming the West for this, he actually did mention something weird that he never said before. It said that um, it, actually a, a woman not properly covering her head is shouldn't be seen such a. Uh, a big crime in order, like, you know, a, um, um, how do you say, that you need to kill them. It did say that, so I don't know how to see this, maybe a start off, the, that they are maybe backing off a little bit, they feel the pressure of the West. Uh, it's the first time since, the, since, I don't know when, since I'm, I am following, but of course this has been going on for 30, 40 years. So, but it's the first time that he said it publicly that actually, you know, it's not such a huge crime if they if they do that. So I see this positively positively. So maybe we should push more. As the West.
9: Manaj. Oh, thank you. Uh, Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. How are you? Good to see you guys. Hear you. Uh, Well, actually, when it comes to the United Nations and what is going on, I think that most of all, bringing awareness every day in West, in United States, Canada, as I see most of us from this part of the world, we get all we get, we take everything for granted. We can freely put whatever we want. Even the dress code is just not oppressive. Uh, Go to work, we can chat about politics, football, uh, food, uh, new movies out, uh, what kind of makeup I want to wear, how I want to, you know, uh, do my hair and all of that. So imagine you get up in the morning and you have to start your uh, day with the rule of uh, religion that comes from 1400 years ago and in 21st century trying to rule your life and your society, your economy, uh, how to raise your child, how to uh, present yourself as a woman, a woman who uh, their life uh, worth uh, half a man, and uh, uh, they don't have um, um, much of an opportunity in a society when uh, they have um, the education of, uh, the population of educated women is over 50% per- in that country, mm-hmm. all of educated people. So um, bringing awareness uh, in such a modern society and the rule of United Nation. Yes, United Nation maybe doesn't have much to do in United States or Canada, but if we are living in a free country and have this opportunity and this uh, uh, great uh, uh, wealth and everything freedom that we take it for granted... Uh, maybe we need to look at the United Nations as well to see how we can bring that uh, uh, free world to the to the rest of the, uh, this globe, and that's that's a start uh, uh, from such an um, event happening like in Iran or in Ukraine or in Israel, Palestine, in Africa, everywhere. So this is something, unfortunately. What we see, at least with what's happening in Iran, and what just Lou mentioned, uh, the media has been controlled by a uh, superpower. Superpower in a way that if there is, they're looking at it, what is in it for me. And if there is no any benefit in that uh, news, that news is not going to get their audience. If there is something in it, yes, it's just gonna go on a lot of billboard on top website and all of that. At the beginning of this revolution in Iran, uh, there was a lot of mixed news that coming out, but they really didn't reach out the social media till uh, the European Parliament, a lot of uh, activists, a lot of uh, public uh, figures they started to supporting their. Uh, Iranian revolution and we got more attention and let's not forget in Iranian diaspora as Dr. Roshanek mentioned as some of us we live uh, uh, by choice but some of us not by choice we are in exile not me per se but a lot of Iranian Um, and this is actually created an opportunity uh, for Iranian inside of Iran when they don't have access uh, to internet Free internet. Even on a phone call, if I want to call my mother, I have to try different apps. I have to even with the landline, I won't be able to get through to just say hi. And every single phone gets controlled there. Um, not not even with a VPN. Not even a v- v- VPN. These days, it's been horrible, Doctor Francis. Even VPN doesn't work in all the areas. Some area works. Some we can work, some doesn't. So anyway, to make a story, so I don't want to. Uh, I can. Uh, some of our audience ask for, uh, you know, uh, some reference to what Dr. Roshan had mentioned regarding raping the girls and women in Iran before and execution. Boys. Yes, and boys before execution. And, and you the, put I a bunch of resources continue.
0: into the chat. So, just and and talking, they videotape you.
9: it,
7: and they distribute the videotape to discourage other protesters
9: absolutely so there are there are so many information but unfortunately the narrative of this stories is the hand of whomever has the power and they're looking at the benefit uh lou what you mentioned how many mentioned that if the uh, woman they don't have a good hijab, still we love them and it's okay this is deceiving, trying to deceive the public. This is trying to put some uh, rest on or some comfort. Uh, about you mean because it. it's
0: visible, because yes. it's
9: this visible statement they can make that
0: doesn't have very much meaning.
6: Not at all. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. don't don't you think that because. he he never did it before. I mean, until now, he actually was always say exactly the opposite publicly, just to, you know, to show, you don't scare me. That's the way we stand and we go for it. And so he he, he said it repeatedly. And now he didn't.
9: This is something they are backing out. But but at the same time, it doesn't worth it because there are 15,000 young kids uh, in jail and uh, today they uh, actually uh, ruled one of a uh, 15 years old who turned 16 in jail to be executed as an adult. You know why he did what he did? He threw some uh, pebble, some stone at a police car.
6: This is yeah, what I was. know, I know it's very bad, and uh, that doesn't change anything. In, uh, in 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 fact, I was just wondering if this could mean a small. Change of uh, because of the pressure that they get from the West now. I, I don't know. It was just. Uh, you know, UNICEF. Think...
9: UNICEF has an office in Tehran, and these are kids. There are te- the ten years old, nine years old. They have been shot in, in the street, not demonstrating, just in a car with their parents driving home, passing by, just to create the fear. UNICEF has an office in Tehran. They don't do, excuse my language, they don't do shit. Go on their website. Do you see anything,
6: one No, 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 I know, I know. I actually know also they don't even care about um, actually citizens that that have been living abroad because we had in Italy, we had a huge news because there's a guy uh, that was studying in Italy and before COVID, uh, he went back to Iran for his parents and he posted there's a video going on, he posted online a video uh, to the Italian, um, how do you call it, uh, foreign minister, uh, to show what happened to him, because he was arrested and beating really badly, but wait, hold on, because now it comes to really bad news, and he just, was just showing his body how it was, uh, beating up everywhere, and one hour, and he was in his house, because he was then released, he was in his house, one hour after that, police came. Brought it back, beating up so badly, he went into a coma, 10 days later died.
0: Well, that's, that's cheery. I have a theory, but I'd like to hear from Barbara first, because I saw her um, on mute.
4: Yeah, I just, um, you know, one of the things, I mean, the complacency that exists in this world of ours is insane, you know, when you hear these stories, and I know we're parents in this room or we have brothers and sisters, right? And if it happened in our neighborhood, we would be outraged completely. And, you know, being involved at the Women's Leadership Board at the Harvard Kennedy School, we have these panels from people from Iran or, you know, Egypt or Africa, and we hear these horror stories. And I stand up in there, you know, I was chair for a number of years, and I stand and I said, you know what, we can cry, we can empty our clinic boxes, but what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about this? And this is really what this room and what Dr. Roshanak is, is, has really made a huge commitment to is how can we create an awakening and a movement? So, I have, so I'm going to just promise something. I have a lot of connections in Hollywood that do a lot of documentaries with these atrocities. So I'm going to reach out to them. Oh, my God. So if Dr. Oshina, if you'd be willing to also speak with them as well, that would be yes, awesome. Yes, fine. Okay. I think yes, it's Barbara. it's such
0: a good idea, okay. Barbara, because yeah. what I've my new theory is that certain countries hog the media and they get all the yes. attention. You know, we're one of them, obviously. Israel is another, um, you know, and, and they get and they get a huge amount of attention for violations of human rights in their countries, and yet maybe uh, we should all get on board, those of us who have, you know, now I'm, I'm going, this happens to me every time I run a room, and it's like I change my entire perspective, and I'm like, Okay, where do we go from here? Maybe it's not so pre- you know so important that the United States fixes our you know minuscule by comparison uh, <laughs> violations yep. of human rights, and that we it, that we give some of our um, media support, you know, and our our hogging of the microphone uh, to other countries who have, you know, like Iran, no human rights. And just amplify their positions.
4: I totally um, agree, it's, 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 and I will, I will commit to doing that um, for sure, because, I mean, it's ridiculous that the connections that I have that I'm not taking action on that, so I'll definitely do that. You know, that would
0: be great. And we were going to do a room next week on,
4: you know, women's
0: leadership. And maybe can you take that to an
9: international level, Barbara?
4: Yeah, yeah,
9: yeah. Yeah. May I add something? I don't know if you are. uh, I'm sorry, Andre. This is really important because I know Barbara and Dr. Francis, they have a great connection. I just want to bring something. uh, The biggest, another big issue there is a lobbyist group in uh, Washington, D.C. They have branches in different states. It's called NIAC. NIAC actually has been uh, uh, supporting the regime agenda outside of uh, Iran. In 2009, when we had the Green Movement, actually they had access uh, to Obama's um, administration, and they oppressed that movement. They hijacked it. They killed 15,000 young Kids then, and um, as of today, uh, there was an investigation. It's supposed to start in the branch that is reside in Seattle, and unfortunately, um, by FBI and the lawyer put a stop on it. So this group is has been uh, trying to uh, turn around and silence the world. When there is a lot of awareness right now because of Iran and Diaspora, and they have been trying to be the voice of Iranian inside of Iran, who don't have access to internet, free internet, who don't have access even to the phone line in some areas. They're shutting down everything. So I, it, it, if you can, oh, this is what I wanted to add also. Women March is a group actually gave podium and stage to one of the great support uh, great member of this nyack and i'll be more than happy to share the link with you barbara. yeah
0: can you can, can you link spell the spell nyack or put the name of the group and the link in the chat so that i can find out. i'm i'm trying to think about now about ways to weave some of this together andrea barbara heyman it, and weave, you know, weave it together with our efforts to save democracy that we are already undertaking.
9: You know, in so, March I was surprised they gave podium to this group and there was a lot of official letter. Chicago University did the same thing. And uh, it just, th- this group has been really a problem with Iranian uh, revolution. Thank you well,
0: Co- Colleen in the chat is asking what what it is usually the question I always ask, which is, does anyone have any practical solutions? And you know, does anyone know yes. how how to really work on change? And I think the answer is we all do, but we have to become aware of it and you know, and um, start to use our resources. I mean, I I know Andrea has a lot of resources and we we were, you know, focusing them on just saving American democracy. But, you know, to be truthful, I think that until we get more involved with the rest of the world, you know, and understand what's going on, we don't even know how precious our democracy is. And it might just save itself if we if we brought everybody's awareness to, you know, some of these things going on in the rest of the world where they don't have democracy. I so couldn't agree more.
10: Frenti, I just want to if, jump in um, here, please. which is that, that I think. Um, so first, thank you uh, for hosting the follow up room on this and uh, raising up uh uh, Dr. Roshanak, sorry if I have. Uh, That's perfect. Uh, yeah, Roshanak, you? sorry, <laughs> and uh Mahnaz, it's nice to meet you, um, and of course all the regulars in this space. Um, fundamentally, um, I have been getting a sense through the work that I have been uh, that I have done abroad, and what I'm seeing. Uh, I'll come in a second, sorry, um, I'm getting called away, but the there is a fundamental. Uh, kind of reactivation of a global civil rights movement uh, often which gets uh, takes place at a national level because that's where you can impact and influence the the laws Uh, and the media is a key partner uh, in this and the stories that we tell in our popular culture and and what people become aware of Um, but there are also a lot of groups that are doing really you know and i'm sure there are underground networks and, and uh, some such things uh, going on to, you know, help people get out uh, and or to put pressure. And so these I just want to say one thing, which is absolutely equality and these rights um, are critical. And we've seen in prior you know wars where we've had people, you know, it was all about the actions of everyday citizens that band together and help people get out, and gave people food and, and helped on the front lines. Uh, But it don't not to discount some of the work of the people that are, you know, have really in-depth knowledge of the space and the places because people's lives are at stake and and it is a little dangerous. So whatever we do, we should be doing it um, with, you know, all the goodwill and intent, but also kind of know what we don't know and don't understand and support, you know, those groups. And then finally, and I'll wrap because, you know, I could keep going forever, but I, I just want to say. I think I've missed certain, you, this is my, I miss you too, but I, you know, we have to have boundaries and there are so many things that happened around the holidays. I'll catch up with you later. But the point is that I think in a way we're missing something. I worry after all of the listening and talking and the relationships uh, that I've built in returning to the United States through many good friends here on clubhouse on the app, people I've met in person that I know are real, um, that are safe. I think that if we minimize the struggle to improve our human rights in the United States, particularly amongst key populations, indigenous, black friends, uh, LGBTQ, you know, women's rights, frankly, women's rights, it all comes back to Barbara. (laughs) Uh, Our rights as women, we're 50% of the population, young people are rising up for their rights. So the point is, I think if we minimize it, and discount what's going on in the United States, that is dangerous, because many people that I know from the countries that I've worked in have said, if you guys can't, they were so encouraged by the George Floyd protests and marches, and that including my, he is my friend. He's like a family member and he was my mentor and I worked for him and, and still do in some capacity. Kailash Satyarthi, who, who's a Nobel Peace Prize winner who mobilized a global march around the world uh, before there was internet and got like 7 million people involved. The point is, he said and others, if you, if you can't push these rights through in the United States, you know, like in a way, it still is kind of a it still is a, a beacon. You know, people are, have a lot of mixed feelings about the United States, the false promises of democracy, the overemphasis on capitalism. But but there has been some rule of law. Anyway, people some respect people feel like it can voices can be heard and things can get done in our country. And I'm talking about human rights fighters on the trenches in the arab world in africa in latin america in asia so i i'm just i just want to say that we need to link these struggles not segment them out I, I agree with you on the media hog but i i just i just don't want to discount what some of our friends in this country have gone through and
0: no the- i want to link all this stuff up that's the whole point you know, I'm learning so much. And the the problem is I've got all this time that I sit around and, you know, learn stuff. And then, and then I have to like find people to help me put it out
8: in the world. Hi, Dr. Francine. Um, I came late to this room. It's a great room. Um, Has anyone talked about the, um, a democratic right to own your own home, and what some of the impediments are that we're seeing in the U.S.
0: Um, actually, I was just getting to uh, the right to own property, which I think is 18 or 19 in the list of uh, human rights.
8: And uh, yeah, what I'll just add is, it's it's always there. have always been. I guess my focus is on institutional or corporate investors. Um, Like there's a a whole new development down in Jacksonville. The whole development was acquired by a corporate investor for rental purposes only. And I did, just as I was sitting um, and listening, I did three different polls from Google, anywhere from 6% to 25% of homes sold in 2021 were purchased by corporate investors for the purposes of renting them out long-term. And I so- am
0: right here on the front line of that in Arizona, oh, Dr. Yeah. Elizabeth, you know, we, all our housing is now built to rent or acquired by Blackstone or, you know, some fund like that in huge tracts where it's, it's all um, rent.
8: And, and even, it's I, dreadful. I, I, because it's, it really takes away something from, um, it artificially inflates rents, which keeps renters' renters longer um, than they should be renters if they want to actually own a home. And I'll just give you a personal example. I do own, and I've owned for, for quite some time. I live in a, a condominium complex. Um, and um, when a complex go when one of the units goes on sale, what has been a practice, which is, I think, relatively new, is that um, there's a private showing just, just for corporate investors. They get first dibs because it's normally an all-cash deal. And if, um, if it's not sold, then and only then will it go to an open public house for anyone, just normal people who want to buy something to have access and to be able to bid on that. So I just wanted to share that as well. Yes,
0: and the country is heading in that direction. Sorry, Stephanie.
3: I wanted to say something, if I could, that harkens back to uh, the conversation uh, that we were having just before. And uh, I think some of my thoughts dovetail really well with um, what Andrea was saying. Um, the first is that I think U.S. citizens need to be much more educated about what's going on in the rest of the world. Um, not this Sunday, but the Sunday before, I picked up the Sunday New York Times. I opened the first section. The front page, of course, was all about Ukraine. And as I went further and further into the first section, I kept thinking, wow, surely there's going to be something on Iran. They talked about, I can't even some woman who owns, I think, not the Vikings, but some sports company who now wants to, or some sports team who now wants to acquire, I don't know, Worldwide Wrestling or something. Oh, yeah, (laughs) There was was nothing at all about Iran. Not one single article, nothing. I was shocked, absolutely shocked. And what it brought home to me was I I lived in Europe for two and a half years, uh, a while ago, actually three years. And... I've always been astounded at how little we pay attention to news around the rest of the world. You can turn on CNN, you're hard-pressed to find anything about any other country in in any depth at all. And I think the first thing is is that we need to be educated. Yes, we need to take um, um, civil rights and um, human rights and democracy seriously in our own country but I think that we need to be more educated. Not only we've had this conversation in other rooms, not only more educated about how democracy works in our own country, because there are a lot of people who really don't understand it at all. Um, But I think the other thing is that we shouldn't, and we need to support other countries, but I think that we shouldn't make a classic mistake that we've made over and over again for many, many years, which is not to confuse human rights with democracy. And by that I mean we can we need to support human rights obviously in other countries, but usually we then take the leap to say they're conflated. So what we say is we need to inspire democracy in those countries as well. And I think we need to not get those confused because when we get them confused, we have situations like we have in Afghanistan, specifically, um, and one of the things i came to learn from a, a professor that i had was that you can't export democracy democracy comes from within it's not it can't be imposed from without and this country makes that mistake over and over and over again human rights is important and human rights by all that's holy should give rise to an internal demand for democracy in a country but to 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 Think that we can to to confuse them, and think that we need to bring them, or that we can bring them both at the same time to another country with a completely different culture. Actually, yep. actually yep. Well, harms harms the growth of human rights in those countries.
0: That is a great point, and, and what I want to do as we uh, as we wrap up is sort of lay out where. Uh, um, where I think we're going. Uh, next week, we're going to the role of women in, internationally in bringing about human rights. And we, then we're probably going to go back to democracy. And, and Barbara had given us four topics that I wrote down. I put them in Karma House. And now I've got to go look at them in Karma House because I love them all and we're gonna work on all of them. But I want to I wanna really keep human rights in our in our you know not rearview mirror, but on in our on our windshield, you know, so that as we go forth to try to help people and to try and help the US we have some idea of what we're working for and and why it's worth working for
4: so anybody with better ideas i I'd I I'd really delighted. love this conversation um and and I don't know if you remember but at the year end we talked about what 2023 would look like and I talked about you know let's look at it from a bigger we a global we and not be isolated in our own little bubble. And I and think here that, we yeah. go. <laughs> here we go, right? And here we are. So this is beautiful, yes. And and we'll link it to women leadership. And I just want to say one more thing. You know, so I mentioned Harvard Kennedy School and insight that I was meeting with the Dean and Andrea, you know Harvard Kennedy School really well. Um, I was saying, you know, so we have this women's leadership board and the women about 150 women and they are all about social impact, measuring progress, measuring impact. They give money, a lot of money, to women in public policy there, closing the gender gap globally. So, very, very global view on women. And, um, you know, they're, they're, then they have the Dean Council, and 95% of the Dean Council, which is also a network, are men. And they go to the meetings and they listen to a speaker and they Sign a big check, and they have a great dinner, and then they go back. The women, hands on. If you're going to do research, and I'm putting money into it, I want to see where it makes an impact and makes a change. I mean, it's just such a difference. So anyway, we're going to talk about that, and uh, next week, and I'll bring in some international views. But please, this is inclusive of men, because we need both. The bigger we is inclusive of men. So I just wanted to add that. Thanks, Dr. fencing
6: And um, I can't add to that that. When women are in power, really in power, things really go for the best.
4: Yes. Look, look, look at Finland,
6: for example.
4: Yes. And if you ever want to read a book, uh, Ambassador Swanee Hunt has written a book about women and the impact they're having in the world. Uh, so please grab that. Swanee Hunt, H-U-N-T. Okay.
0: All right. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. As. <laughs> Happy New Year. And I love all of you it i it just makes me feel so good to have a discussion and learn so much from all of you and try to figure out how to use um use what i resources I have to help put it out in the world so thank you for coming
4: um I love you and I'm going. We love you. she's gone. <laughs> Bye everybody. happy New year. Happy New, Year. Happy New Year! Thank you, Doctor. Bye Osho. bye. Thanks. Thank bye. you. Take care. Bye.